0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Celtic are champions after a dramatic weekend Which saw Dundee and Falkirk relegated as Partick Thistle survive Rangers continue their winning run But only after Alan McGregor was sent off And James Forrest is Scotland's Player of the Year With Ryan Kent picking up the Young Player Awards I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight, Alex Ray and Hugh Kevens. I congratulate Celtic on winning the title And I congratulate Neil Lennon in particular He steadied the ship, he rules the waves And well done to James Forrest on being voted player of the year However, I think it's a shame he decided not to accept his award in person last night That for me is dismissive of the professionals who voted for him And how many times are you going to be voted the best footballer in your country He should have returned the respect That was shown to him That is my opinion I accept It is not a universally accepted opinion But that, Alec, is why we're here Alex Ray, it was quite the weekend yes. On the football field It always is at this time of the season But nevertheless, plenty of talking points Yeah, absolutely Congratulations to Celtic On retaining the title uh, Aki's take the advantage Going into the, the player spot Two games to go Gordon over St Mirren as you rightly said Championship football for Dundee next year Congratulations to Roy McGregor and Ross County Bouncing straight back up Patrick Thistle survived or you know, After all the kind of debacle with the manager uh, And then we have the Morton fiasco Alan McGregor's red card yesterday And player of the year Plenty to talk about Gordon I mean we're into another old firm week But we've still got plenty to discuss From the weekend that's just passed As for Rangers Alex They clearly go into that one In good footballing Absolutely. form You can't argue with the results And the performances the disciplinary thing just keeps hanging over at times Yeah, I think it's five wins in the bounce, Gordon First time in eight years, if uh, I'm led to believe Which is astonishing when you can you actually say that Five wins uh, I was at the game yesterday And um, it's interesting because the, the red card scenarios Over the course of this season have been nothing short of shocking Steven Gerrard saying that he might have to start taking money off of players Which he doesn't like doing, but I think that's 12 cards For me that should have been done a long time ago And he has to get on top of it Because it is actually costing the team Gordon There is so much to get through So if you think we've missed something Why not just give us a call 01419511025 Let's hear from as many of you as possible We are on Twitter at Clyde SSB um, We will look at the Player of the Year um, mm. winners In the second hour of tonight's show Let's kick off with the title winners first and foremost So Celtic fans What do you make of your title win? How do you look back on it? What about Rangers fans or anyone else who was there or thereabouts Where was it won and lost? That is the question we're asking you 01419511025 Neil Lennon says Winning the title has been his toughest piece of management so far uh, He's also paid tribute though To the job Brendan Rodgers did at the club He believes supporters should savour the moment Rather than looking immediately Towards 9 and 10 in a row well, I'm very proud as an individual And obviously it's a privilege to manage this team It's the second time doing it And these moments are You know for savouring you know, I've learned to do that as you go along, not look too far ahead. And I'm so proud of the players, the way they handled the occasion. The week was good. You could sense it. I have to give Brendan a huge amount of credit. I can't forget that. I don't want to miss him out. I think he's done, left the foundations, obviously. And his legacy is very much intact here. So from a manager to manager, you know, I think we owe him a big debt of thanks. Of course, it's the toughest piece of management I've had in the 10 years of managing. 
just with the, the scrutiny and the, the agitation and the discontent around and you had to keep calm and you know you need a, the head of Aeronosis and you need big cojones. I'm not sure I've got them but I've got, certainly got a Renault head so you need to bat it away and just concentrate and alright some of the performances weren't great but we were, we're unbeaten in 11 games so the, the standard is very very high. And the expectation is very, very high. So we need to take a little bit of time, even the supporters take stock and enjoy the moment. This is eight titles. This is it's not been done for a very, very long time. So it's a special group of players and the fans should engage in that and not think about nine and ten. Just enjoy the moment and then look forward to obviously next week going there as champions and obviously the cup final. There is no need to vilify Brendan Rogers. His timing was off. But how can you vilify a man who won seven trophies in a row for Celtic? There is a need, however, to honour Neil Lennon and the job that he has done. I do mean it when I say he steadied the ship and now he rules the waves because the loss of Brendan Rodgers was a cataclysmic moment for the Celtic supporters and Celtic could very easily have wobbled. However, it was their great good fortune that Neil Lennon was available for work and uh, readily took on the responsibility because it could have gone horribly wrong and his Celtic legacy would have been seriously tarnished. But he went to Tynecastle 48 hours after Brendan Rodgers had gone to Leicester and he got a last gasp win for Celtic there. And so the story continued. So for me, yes, it's right that he pays tribute to Brendan Rodgers but I think the Celtic supporters owe Neil Lennon one as well Yeah Alex how do you reflect on that title win as a whole then for even taking take Rangers yeah. into account take Aberdeen into account whatever how do you reflect on it all Yeah I think the I would say the first half of the season was pretty much even Gordon you know I think Rangers managed to keep within touching distance I think Celtic at the point uh, sorry a game uh, ahead <laughs> an advantage uh, getting into the, the 29th of December but the actual form from Celtic on in and the level of consistency is the difference between Celtic and the rest because they have managed to do it when it mattered it hasn't been pretty at all Gordon but see at the end of the day when you reflect back and you've got another title in the bag nobody really gives a monkey's how you actually play it's about winning football matches Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. how do you look back on the title win for Celtic that's not just to you Celtic fans what about Rangers as the runners up what about Aberdeen or anyone else who felt that they had a chance what did you make of it? Let us know on the phones or on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Frank is first up. Frank's in Springburn. What's your thoughts, Frank? How are you doing, guys? You alright? Yeah, good, yep, thanks. Frank. Yeah, I'm a delighted Celtic fan for the other day. I watched it with my son and we were absolutely delighted. Uh, but I just want to congratulate them winning their 50th legitimate title. 80, eight, sorry, eight league titles in a row, eight trophies. Can I do better than that? More history makers. Uh, that's my first point. How do you how do you look back on it all, Frank? I'll get your second point. Second, when it got to the sort of one point or whatever it was, when it got level at, at, at Christmas, were you ever worried at all, or, or constantly confident that this would be the, the outcome? Well, obviously, we're a wee bit worried when it, when it first happened. But a new ones, they brought a new players in to freshen things up, and then we started. We had a few home games at that point, and we started winning them. And looked to have a lot more confidence. So at the end, I was, mm. I was confident. That would go in and do it then. Yeah, Frank. But, make, Frank makes an interesting point, Hugh. Yeah. Because as much as if you look back now, I don't think anyone would say, you know, Timothy Weah came in and won the league, or Oliver Burke no. came in and won the league. But, but just at that time, just within that 
within that couple of weeks there, there were a few important moments and perhaps the, the, the right phrase which Frank uses is, is it just freshened things up and, and that's where Celtic then kicked on Yeah, as well as freshening things up they also showed a tremendous resilience After Brendan Rodgers had gone there was the last gasp winner at Tynecastle then the last gasp winner uh, uh, against Kilmarnock which came before uh, Brendan had gone You know the, the story of the season Will be about many things It will not be about An individual Or A manager Because two Are involved uh, But it's a story of Consistency Sometimes the football Was underwhelming But There was always The resilience To get there And what Characterised Celtic After the draw Against the uh, Rangers Or rather The defeat from Rangers On December 29. Uh, was that they kicked on from there And Rangers did not Rangers did not seize the moment uh, Celtic did And uh, therefore they are deserved champions I think Frank makes a good point as well though, Gordon. Uh, directly after the, the winter break Celtic had seven games out of eight at home here And you know how uh, invincible they've been there At that particular period And you know they were on an unbelievable run And it just gave them momentum to kick on into the rest of the season uh, Frank what was your other point? Well, I've actually another two, if that's okay. Um, the other one's about uh, this Guard of Honour nonsense. Both things, that's absolute nonsense, I think. And uh, I don't think, if anybody thinks you're going to get a, a Guard of Honour on Saturday, or in Cloud Cuckoo Land, just, I, wouldn't want, I don't want a Guard of Honour for them. I wouldn't want them to get one at Parkgate. And, uh, and my third point is about James Forrest. I want to congratulate, sorry, congratulate him on getting the, the Player of the Year. He thoroughly deserves it. And uh, can I just make a point that Hugh says? Mm-hmm. You know, I've watched the I've watched the Bafters year year after year and the Oscars, right? Now sometimes actors get get an Oscar and some of them don't turn up, and they well somebody else gets the honour, collects the the Oscar for that person. But I never at any time have I ever heard somebody say, "Well, that person didn't deserve it because he didn't turn up." I didn't say he didn't deserve it. I just said it was a shame he didn't turn up in person to collect it. Well, that's what it said in the, on the, the papers today. Right, no, but you're talking to me. I, yes. I, don't, I don't write for a newspaper. I said I congratulate him on being player of the year. I just think it's a shame he didn't turn up to accept the award because inside the hotel last night were the fellow professionals who had voted for James Forrest. Alright, let's leave that there Thank you to Frank in Springburn 0141 We will take a, a sort of detailed look At the, the PFA winners and losers Last night in the second hour of tonight's show Let's hear from Scott Brown He says every title win is sweeter than the last After clinching eight in a row He says they're used to dealing with that End of season pressure He's also paying tribute to the job Neil Lennon has done Yeah, it's lovely It was just a matter of time before we got over the line uh, we fancied ourselves today because we've got a great squad coming up here. The pitch was good, uh, everything suited us, and especially our style of play as well. How much pressure have you guys been feeling as you've been edging closer to this? We get pressure week in, week out. It doesn't matter whether we're playing at home, away from home, we're winning titles, and everyone expects us to win. And yet again, we managed to do that and we get another title on, on board as well. It's always hard when a manager comes in, but yet again, we've got a fantastic manager that's came in to replace him as well. So no, the gaffer's been brilliant since he's came in. He's enjoyed every single moment of it. And uh, to get across the line, it means a lot for us. It means a lot for him as well. And especially the two Lisbon Lions as well, passing away, it means a lot to 
uh, to do it for them as well. This is special, the title is, is any, I suppose you had invincible. Yeah, that was fantastic, and but every title gets more and more sweeter, uh, especially when you're getting to the end of your career as well, and you've got to enjoy the moment, and I definitely am that, that's for sure. Yeah, big season for Scott Brown. Only three players have been involved in all eight title wins, Scott Brown being one, James Forrest another, uh, and the third has escaped my mind. It's your, it's your stat. Is it, you get, is it probably Lustig? Lustig, yes, yes. Lustig, <laughs> Lustig, Forrest and Scott Brown. Uh, so, of course, it's a tremendous thing for him. Uh, and he can now look forward to the cup final. He could be the first ever Celtic captain holding up the cup and it signifying mm. a treble treble at the same time. Let's go back to the phones. David's a Celtic fan in Cowcaddens. David, like I said, later on we'll look at James Forrest, player of the year. I'm wondering if, there, if there's anyone else, any sort of unsung hero, anyone you think played a, a huge part in Celtic getting over the line? Um, hello, guys. Hi. Hi, David. So, firstly, um, there's, there's been a lot. Um, Fionn Tierney early on the season was just dynamite. Plus the fact that both plays through pain. Um, McGregor, Brown, just, you know, epitomises everything that a team leader should be, really. But I think that there's one guy who has kind of went under the radar, and it's Scott Bain. I think the guy, since he came in, has been absolutely astounding. And I don't think it's any surprise that the defenders were playing out a lot more comfortably for the back now, because I think they've got a lot more confidence in him than they ever did in Craig Gordon. I think you're right to draw and You're right yeah, to draw attention to him. Through the run, when you look back at the games since we came back from Dubai, in every game, he's made a, a terrific save at a real vital time. It's nothing each with seven, eight minutes to go. I recall, I think it was, um, I can't remember offhand, but um, even on Saturday, that was a terrific save for, for the one at the near post where he got across to that. And that would have made things really awkward for us. If we go a goal behind up there and Aberdeen get their tails up and it's pouring and the rain's swirling, that's a right awkward fixture. Yeah, I said on Saturday during the game that there was a fairy tale aspect. You know, Billy McNeil always referred to this fairy tale aspect attached to Celtic. Well, there's a fairy tale as- uh, attached to Scott Bain because this is a guy who, rejected by Aberdeen as a youngster, uh, who had fallen out with the management at Dundee, who'd gone to Hibs on loan, and all of a sudden he finds himself at Celtic. I always go back to the. Rangers game at Ibrox where he came into the side at very very short notice he goes a goal down after two or three minutes it could have destroyed another man's confidence but instead uh, he was terrific and Celtic won the game 3-2 so yeah he will look back on this season uh, with tremendous pride and justifiably so yeah I mean Alex I think it's 15 out of 18 games clean sheets and 15 out of the 18 You can't really argue with that, can you? No, I think he has uh, taken the opportunity Brilliantly, Gordon When you consider a couple of years ago This guy was playing part-time football with Alloa We had Paul Hartley in here a few weeks ago He couldn't speak highly enough He always felt as if he would then kick on And it's interesting I was doing some work with I think it was BT a couple of months ago And there were still a couple of guys on the You know, from a Celtic side Were saying that they're not overly convinced That he's still the main number one It may well be something they might have to try and go and address But having seen him recently The form that you just mentioned in terms of clean mm. sheet 
It looks to be assured to me Yeah because listen this, That stat obviously sounds good But that can happen for a number of reasons If you're not giving the other team chances Then yeah. obviously it's not going to happen If the defenders in front of you are playing out their skin All of that contributes But where the caller is right Is that time and time again Hugh's actually made some really good saves yeah. So he's, he's, he's done his part as well And I think he is now the number one uh, Craig Gordon has suffered with injury And I have the utmost respect for Craig Gordon I think he's a terrific goalkeeper But it's Scott Bain's jersey to lose now uh, and he looks supremely confident in everything that he does And you know, modern day managers insist on goalkeepers being able to use their feet as well as their hands And his feet are excellent Still at a good age as well when you consider 27 So he's got a yeah. good what, 10 years oh, yeah. or so uh, behind him He's got the number one jersey as well for Scotland As it currently stands There doesn't seem to be a lot of takers behind him So if he applies himself well over the next few years, he could be. I think the first thing Celtic have to do is get him nailed on in a a, a contract, uh, a, a lengthier contract than the one he's on at the moment. So, because he has shown his worth and then some. How do you reflect finally, Hugh? Just before we we, we take a break on on the title win as a whole, because the numbers game looks good for Celtic. Actually, they've surpassed last season's points total. They've only lost four games. Yeah. But such is the nature of this city. There has been a lot of. Examination, a lot of criticism along the way. Now that it's said and done, how do you you look back? Point number one: resilience won Celtic the title because when they lost to Rangers December twenty nine, and both clubs were on the same number of points, uh, there was for the first time in a long time cause for reflection for Celtic. They. Took it on the chin They came back after the winter break And they never looked back thereafter And then Brendan Rodgers left And Neil Lennon came in And made sure that resilience was still Top of Celtic's priority list So Not a vintage Season for Celtic However A title winning season And champions are absolute what did you make of the game at Ibrox yesterday? 0141-951-1025 Plenty of footballing positives for Rangers As there have been in recent weeks Again though, some disciplinary issues to discuss as well We can do both at the same time Let's join us after the Travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray are here as we try our best to look back on all the big talking points from a very busy weekend in Scottish football. We kicked off by looking at Celtic's title win on Twitter at Clyde SSB. John McRae says you have to give Celtic some credit. Had to contend with many injuries and the manager leaving. Still the best in Scotland. And uh, Tony says Neil Lennon's best player has been Jozo Simunovic in my opinion. The defence has been solid. It's 01419511025 on the phones. Let's reflect on yesterday's game at Ibrox as well So get your thoughts in on the phones or on Twitter Stephen Gerrard says he's happy they made it five wins in a row He admits it wasn't the best performance But he says the positives That they managed to grind out the result I'm pleased with the win uh, And the three points And obviously making it five wins out of five That's all pleasing um, It's also pleasing in a strange way to win ugly Because we didn't play well today I thought we were I thought we were average in the first half at best and I thought we were below average in the, in the second half. Uh, so it wasn't a good performance. Um, but I suppose it's a good sign to, to beat a team with the quality of Hibs who were on a 10-game unbeaten run. If we're winning them when we're showing that level, it's probably a good sign. So, yeah, I mean, there's, there is a few positives within it, but I'm, I'm disappointed in our performance. It wasn't good enough today. Good run of results, though, Alex. Yes. And uh, a good run of... 
Well I was going to say Performance Stephen Gerrard disagrees But certainly if you're talking about Defoe or certain aspects of it It was another Good run of performances Yeah absolutely I think the first half They were decent Gordon There's some combinations Some little kind of Patterns of play uh, And with better finishing By Jermaine Defoe he's, he's one of the guys We were kind of speaking Over the last couple of weeks Where we felt as if He would play I always did Because of the, the manner They were getting the results The performances for Rangers And it's proven to be the case Um when I look at Rangers in the second half, Gordon, it was it was absolutely right what he says. Stephen Gerrard is nowhere near the level, and I think the encouraging thing from that aspect is, often saying this show is, is seeing out games, having that kind of desire to kick on and get the three points, and they managed to do that. But we were obviously reflecting on what's gone before over the previous months. Yeah, Hugh, big game at the weekend. Celtic have won the title, so it's not as big as perhaps it could have been. But they're oh. always big. They're always big in this city. And Rangers have done all they can really to play themselves into form going into that one. They can't really go into it and much of a better run. No, Sunday is purely and simply about the tribalism because the title is won. Celtic have eight in a row. Second place is not up for discussion. Rangers are the runners up. Uh, so this is purely and simply about the bragging rights uh, and both sets of supporters will approach it in that manner. Rangers are in. The best form of the season Because they've won five matches in a row Which they have not done at any previous stage In the season Celtic uh, After winning the title Have injury problems to contend with But Neil Lennon will want to go to Ibrooks And I think Cement his position as favourite To become the Celtic manager On a permanent basis He's done the first part Win the title He has the cup Final against Hearts to come that will take care of itself on May 25 But a win over Rangers at Ibrooks Looks great mm. on the CV Now Stephen Gerrard says he cannot defend Alan McGregor After his red card He says he's running out of ideas To improve their discipline He says 12 red cards this season Could be the reason that they'll finish with no silverware Can't defend it It's frustrating of course it is um, It's frustrating because we miss a top class goalkeeper For I'm not sure what the suspension will be But he pulls a world class save off today To get us three important points And then obviously has a moment of madness Where he loses control and and gets sent off So it's it's difficult to defend It's frustrating because we're going to miss Our number one keeper now And that will start with a very important game next week So it is frustrating Should be going away thinking Yeah you know we didn't play well today But three good points The run goes on But I'm not I'm going away frustrated Because I'm going to miss me Me keeper who's been Magnificent for me Throughout the season So I'm frustrated over it I'm open to advice If anyone Wants to give me any Because um, I'm sure the players Are sick of listening to my record On, on discipline Talking about it um, I think it's close to nine red cards Over 50 games It's crazy I think if you look at our performance today Over the 90 minutes And again another discipline problem It's probably the reason why We're not talking about success And we're talking about falling short But I'm running out of things to, to, to do And to address it You know I don't want to be one of these managers That takes money out of the players pockets They've got families I, I, That's not <laughs> what type of man I am But they're leaving me with no other option Well he the manager describes it as a moment of madness But it's not an isolated moment of madness For reasons best known to Alan McGregor He has built up a record the length of your arm now uh, As Lewis Ferguson will testify As Christopher Iyer will testify uh, And Stephen Gerrard's in the market for advice Well, I, I don't think that finding people cures this Whatever is wrong with Alan McGregor uh, Then 
Stephen Gerrard will need to consult professional advice, I think, because this is not cured by fining him a week's wages or whatever. There's something not right there. And Rangers should try to get to the bottom of it Because these are irrational outbursts Alex, we'll get your thoughts in just a second Because I know you've spoken openly in the past About your own disciplinary issues yep. and, and the reasons that you do these types of things uh, Let's speak to William in Port Glasgow first William, what did you make of it yesterday? Um, I thought, it, uh, first of all, hi guys um, I thought the performance was okay um, Don't think they played too well But I think we did enough to win the game Um which we did do. Um, the Alan McGregor red card. It was. Um, I, I didn't actually. I, I was at the game. And I genuinely thought there was nothing in it because um, him and McNulty, even though McNulty didn't react to it, and at the time, watching it live, it didn't seem as though he'd done anything wrong. But obviously, watching it back, it's just um, a, a ridiculous kick out at him. There's no need to do it. Um, we'd already gotten the foul, you know. So it was our free kick, you know. So why he, he kicked out, I'm not too sure. Um, and you know this Alan McGregor's not a young goalkeeper learning the game, and he's got a bad temper. You know he's 37 years of age. You know he's been around the game long enough, and um, he should be setting an example. You know to players, for instance, like Morelos, for instance. You know in trying to help him improve his discipline as well. And it was just ridiculous. And he's probably going to be out for the final two games of the season now, which is not what we needed. Right, Alex. Yep. The, the number one question I've heard is, what's McGregor thinking? What's Alan McGregor yeah. thinking? Can, can you answer that or, or, or is the actual answer That he, well, He's not He's not thinking anything well, The red mist It's called yeah. that for a reason Does that Does that take over The decision making process Well I've, I can only go From my own point Because I've actually Had scenarios like this Gordon Where I've actually Done this I've lashed out And then think to myself I've actually tried to Feign injury To try and Look out as if it was me because it's almost. Is that specifically what he did yesterday? Because Absolutely, there's the kick, yeah. but then there's he holds his own leg, doesn't yes. he, and falls backwards. So that so he lashes out, realizes within a split second that he has made a mistake by that action, and then he tries to feign the injury to then try and look out as if he's been caught to try and justify the actual kick out. So for me, he has to look at it, and Hugh's right. Um, Alan's not a young guy anymore. The manager's at the end of his tether with us. He doesn't have answers for this. He's open to suggestions. Now, I went to see a guy years ago down in the Priory and he specialised in behavioural stuff and he was brilliant for us. And 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 I said <laughs> in the office prior to kick-off in here today, I said that three or four years after me going to see this guy, I thought I was on top of all my behaviour and there was a spat with uh, Paul Dickoff and there was a coming together and I, I let myself down. And I, again, I tried to feign injury to try and... Uh, so that the referee Jeff Winter wouldn't uh, send me off I managed to escape it But it was just pure pure luck That the referee never picked it up But I got highlighted later on in match of the day uh, And when I was looking back And when I look back now It was mm. embarrassing Because there was no need for it There was no threat to any danger I mean I think that's part of the problem You feel as if you're in a fearful As if you're going to get hit You lash out And then you know But the actual reality is Is you do not uh, he don't get hurt So he's lashing out for no reason William how do you reflect on the, the disciplinary thing Overall Because I know the way this works I know there will be Rangers fans out there saying Ah you know the, the media are desperate to talk about our disciplinary You know they would rather Talk about that than our good performances Or our good results But don't take it from me William Take it from Stephen Gerrard Who just said I should have been coming away Thinking about the win But instead He's going away Thinking about the red card So it actually is overshadowing the results at times 
Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. It's um, it's hard not for you guys to talk about it. I mean, you know, if we were sitting here on five wins in a row and McGregor didn't get sent off yesterday, you know, obviously it would be about the game you guys are talking about, but it's not. You know, even when we beat Aberdeen 4-2 at Pataudry, it was about Morelos being sent off again and, and all that. You know, 12 red cards this season. I know, I know a couple have been overturned, but, you know, at the same time, you know, it has cost us games, it's cost us points. And... You know, the, the only way for, you know, you guys in the media to not talk about that is for us to quite simply sort out with a disappointing record, but it's it's just a new thing every week. You know, we seem to get a player sent off every second or third game. It's um, it's not helping us, and um, it's certainly not helping us portray ourselves differently in the media, certainly. Alex will be able to help you out as well, Hugh. I wonder where, it's not always about apportioning blame, but that's what we like to do, isn't it? So a lot of people will look at this and say, well, as a manager... Steven Gerrard simply has to do more to get on top of it. However, in contradiction to that, what Alex is saying is that, from his experience, it's, no manager could could have helped him, if that makes yeah, sense. I, I mean, for me, as a lay person, it's an anger management issue. And Steven Gerrard, as a lay person, albeit a professional football manager, but as a lay person, he isn't qualified to deal with anger management issues either. That's why I say I don't think that this is cured by fining Alan McGregor X thousand pounds. How does that cure anything? They have to get to the root of the problem and why mm. he is prone to do this on a regular basis. So can can Stephen Gerrard do more though, Alex? Does he need to take part of the, the criticism or, or is it about the individuals? Gordon, the, the only people can actually do this is the individuals themselves. And I'll tell you the reason being is I did get fined. I get fined two weeks' wages on a regular basis, you. And for yeah. a guy, it was always skint. <laughs> it wasn't advisable. But your behaviour is a behaviour. So you then have to look at the behaviour because you're the So only that made guy. no difference to you, that sort of thing, that fining or anything like that? No? Gordon, Gordon, I got a, a, a three match ban and sent. It was a video evidence for, for an altercation with Daryl Powell. I got a three match ban and a two and a half grand fine from the FA, which was highlighted by the. It was the first guy to get done with TV evidence. The very next game, I come back. I, I, David Ginola tried to tackle us I felt fearful because I thought he's going to try and hurt me here Lashed out, two weeks wages and a four match ban So, I'd already uh, got a ban and I'd also got a fine And then I got two weeks wages And by the way, we're not talking about buttons here, this was thousands So, mm. uh, so and then, uh, but the, the, the key thing here to you, before you come in The key thing is, the players have to be receptive yeah. to this to change. Want to change And the reason being is because I was fed up with that type of behaviour Because it was costing me money I had a four match ban Because it was the last game of the season So I didn't actually start playing football Till mid-September It's the longest summer ever I know people are different so Absolutely. Different personalities Did you ever see those incidents back? I'm trying to understand What what does Alan McGregor think this morning When he looks at that back? Because as all players do listen, He gives it the old You know, on the way off the park Acting as if he shouldn't have been sent we, off We live in an age Of live television coverage of football matches Where Incidents are investigated in forensic detail Alan McGregor has been caught by television before Yesterday's match was live on television And he does it again Now, we know he's attempted to feign injury And try to get off with it But the referee has no choice Does he never stop to think I've been done like this time and time again And that's why I say This has to be taken out of the hands of lay people And that includes Stephen Gerrard and somebody has to get to the root of this man's problems. Well, that's, that's what Alex is saying, though. It's not about stopping and thinking because that's just not an option, yeah. ultimately, well, as, God, as far as you, you saw. You asked a really uh, relevant question just then because something you were saying, what are you thinking about? What the day after? 
seeing my earlier years, I used to feel as if I was a victim. Always oh, come in to do me. I was only protecting and I felt as if it was justification mm-hmm. for me to lash out like that, yeah. but it actually wasn't. Uh, William, ultimately, it is still a big game. Like like we said, the title's done, but it, it's always a big game when these sides meet at the weekend. Presumably, Wes Fodderingham comes in, unless Ross McCrory did enough yesterday. Uh, any concerns there, or does Fodderingham fill the gloves for you? Um, I've got absolutely no concerns about Fodderingham stepping and going Sunday whatsoever. I think um, he's a very, very good goalkeeper, good shot stopper. His distribution's very good. Um, I've got no worries about that at all. Before McGuire came in and took the number one jersey off him this season, last couple of seasons, I think he's been terrific. He's certainly saved us in a lot of games, and even in the games against Celtic, even when we lost heavily, if it wasn't for Fodderingham, it probably would have been about 13-14, you know, and that's not exaggerating, so... Um, I think he's ready He's played a few games this season When McGregor's been injured Suspended So I, I think he'll, he'll step into the game No problem He's played in enough Old Firm games He was part of a winning Old Firm game In the Scottish Cup A couple of seasons ago So I, I, I think he'll be fine uh, Chris Boyd Former Rangers striker Was speaking uh, Promoting his charity Golf Day this afternoon Here's what he had to say On the matter You know he has embarrassed himself There's no doubt about it I, mean, I don't know what was going through his head There seems to be a different Alan McGregor this year Which is disappointing Because you know I think that He doesn't need to prove to anybody that he's a Rangers man I think his performances alone have shown you know he cares um, he wants the best for the club I've said it before you know he's a winner he's maybe frustrated that he's not winning things at this moment in time but that's no excuse for what he done yesterday he's been angry as such all season I mean I think there's there's, there's caring and wanting to do well but you know screaming at defenders and um, some of his, his actions you know over the last um, eight months is just no him and I don't know yes there's a frustration there I get that but being frustrated is no um, any reason to kick somebody in the back is it really I don't get it um, you know I think if you know maybe there's been games where you've played in even myself if, if somebody's left one on you you know you're thinking right I'll get him back Matt McNeil wasn't anywhere near Alan McGregor yesterday to even leave one on him um, before he did what he did you're winning the game of football five wins in a, in a row another clean sheet for Alan McGregor yesterday and then all of a sudden uh, he does what he does in a moment of madness um, crazy I said the normally Alan will know um, what was going through his head when he decided to do it I'll actually say he'll wake up the, this morning and be very very embarrassed by what he done I think that Stephen could make a big statement in terms of actually he needs to do something there's no getting away of you know bringing something he needs to make a statement I think the best thing for Stephen to do now is, is actually address it and address it properly that he makes an example of someone there needs to be um, a stance made of you can't behave um, the way that, that some players are behaving angry was the word that Chris Boyd used Anger management issues are clearly What Alan McGregor suffers from Why not send them to an anger management specialist 01419511025 We're going to speak to Jamie in Largs next He's got some thoughts on this Guard of Honour debate Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans are here We're on the phones We're also on Twitter at Clyde SSB Looking for your thoughts We just heard from Stephen Gerrard He's not happy at all with Rangers' disciplinary record After Alan McGregor was sent off Hugh is on Twitter And he says maybe Ryan Jack's teammates need to look at him Four red cards last season And he has sorted out Is that a fair suggestion? I spoke after the game, Gordon And he says he had to reflect in the summer Gone because he felt as if you know he was letting people down And I think that's what I just said earlier on It's about the ability to self-reflect And if you feel as if you need some support And the reason I come up with this kind of stuff Is because the people who benefit as 
Ryan Jacks this season has been one of the better players within Rangers and it's because he's on the pitch more here mm. and then Rangers in turn benefit from mm. that people think it's you're just having a pop and coming up with this madness but Jamie and Largs has been hanging on for quite some time my apologies Jamie what's your point tonight? Good evening Clark Hello Hi Jamie uh, my, my point is I've seen something over the weekend on Twitter uh, from a so-called pundit on one of the TV shows I, I think he's more of a wind-up person myself but he said hopefully Rangers do the right thing and Celtic get the guard of honour next week uh, I, I can't believe I'm going to say this but I actually find myself agreeing with him because it is the right thing to do in a, a club such as Rangers and we do hold ourselves in higher standings than uh, most of the other clubs in Scottish football uh, we should give a guard of honour we've done it ourselves to Hearts in 2015 uh, and Aloha gave us one uh, we, we're above all this nonsense that's going on uh, I would like to see us do it Because next year when we win the league And we will win the league next year but I know for a fact Celtic won't be doing it back to us uh, I just wanted to see what your opinion is on that part Here we have a unique rivalry Which exists between Celtic and Rangers And Some people cannot be fully happy uh, About a title win Unless they've rubbed their rivals' noses in it At the same time so, I agree with you that if Rangers want to do it, then there should be no great reaction to it from the Rangers supporters. But there will be, because you are in the minority, I would say. I believe that the majority of Rangers supporters would be appalled by the idea of Celtic getting a guard of honour at Ibrox. And I, do believe, and I do believe that if the boot was on the other foot... Celtic supporters would be appalled at the idea of giving Rangers a guard of honour. Do you agree with that, Jamie? You want to come back in? Well, actually, yeah, I was at a game at the weekend, uh, and a lot of the boys down the front in the Sandy Jardin, they, they tend to agree with me. Uh, we missed Mr. Gerrard out the helm, and I think that's the sort of way we should be, be putting ourselves forward in the international media. I mean, even just at the last old forum, the Rangers players were all wearing their suits and the Celtic players turned up in France. So there's a different level, there's a different standard in how we all conduct ourselves. And I, all the guys sitting next to me in the front of the Sandy Jardin, they, they're all of the same opinion. That we should just do it, Because next year, when we do win the league, we'll, we'll see how they react to it. Well, uh, of course, you would have to win the league the week before you play Celtic. That's the, the only way these problems arise. Uh, if indeed... You do win the league next season But Rangers will decide later in the week So at the moment we're having a debate On something that has not arisen yet And I think Jamie's been harsh Because if it's tracksuits against suits Then Hugh Keevans gets one over you every night That Absolutely, you come in here Alex yes, Ray so, But anyway On a serious note Jamie's a Rangers fan He thinks a guard of honour for Celtic Is the right thing to do Yeah listen I think the Rangers fans are a split on it Gordon I often speak about when I went to Rangers As a 16 year old about standards and things And then when I went back to Rangers I, I kind of had a wee pop one day after a game Against Celtic And Alec McLeish says You are representing Rangers as a way to go about it And I think if the Rangers uh, hierarchy decided to go with it I wouldn't have any problems with that Gordon But I also We've moved away the, the, the lack of respect between the both clubs is probably at all time worst for yeah. a long, long time. This may well be a step in the right direction to try and build some sort of bridges. Mm. I know you're never going to, but see on the back of last week when I see John Gregg and down there to pay his respects to uh, the late Billy McNeil, then that says a lot to me where we need mm. to try and... Uh, Having said that, to. Hugh, I think, and please, somebody can pick me up if I'm wrong on this one, I think the reason Aloha did it, and you've seen the tweet from James Tavernier, which keeps raising its uh -huh. head, he had a bit of a dig back then, and he praised Aloha for doing the right thing and giving Rangers a guard of honour. I think it's because Hibs didn't. 
So Rangers did give one to Hearts Jamie's right I think it's be- And I think Hibs did not give one to Rangers When when it came back around I don't, How much does this stuff matter? Well, I, I don't detect that You me, believe it does matter uh, No not, not one little bit uh, You know And I'm sure it doesn't matter to Neil Lennon And the Celtic players either this is a supporter well, Maybe it phenomenon. will though Because it's no, But it's not though Because players do it Players take part in it Up and down the country Most seasons That's, I, I Granted I've given you a couple Of examples no, but what, what I mean is On Sunday It won't matter to Neil Lennon Or the Celtic players Because they go Onto the field As the champions uh, And I'm quite sure That Neil Lennon Is more concerned About the game Than the guards of honour However It's for Rangers to decide I would think That Steven Gerrard Civilised man would say, well, why not? Uh, and others will howl him down. Uh, I'll leave it to Rangers to decide, but I don't think, I really don't think it's the most important thing in the world. It's, it's a fan issue for me. Okay, 01419511025. Let's speak to Martin, who is a Celtic fan from Govan. Hi, Martin. Hi, how you doing? Yeah, good, Martin. Right, What's guys? your point tonight, Hi, Martin? Uh, first point is, well said, sure. First of all, as a Celtic fan, if it was back at Celtic Park, I don't think I'd be too happy if Rangers were getting a guard of honour, but that's uh, just one of those things. It's Celtic Rangers. Uh, but Scott Bain, who's been brilliant for Celtic, unsung hero, absolutely brilliant. And uh, it's just absolutely brilliant that we've, we've managed to get, even though everyone said, We've not played well, we've been rubbish, we've been... But I just thought it was absolutely brilliant. I don't, I don't think anyone said that Celtic were rubbish, but, uh, uh, you know, go back to Brendan Rodgers' first season. Incredible. Four draws, no defeats, eight points dropped the whole season long. The invincible season. Celtic were absolutely sensational. The following season, not quite so sensational. The next season, definitely not so sensational. But not rubbish And as I say The consistency involved in winning three league titles in a row like that uh, Is phenomenal So they deserve every credit And I do believe Although Neil Lennon has nodded in the direction of Brendan Rodgers I do believe that Neil Lennon deserves immense credit for taking over When this iconic manager Disillusions the entire Celtic support overnight by going to Leicester City And Neil Lennon for me mm. Has held everything together And remains undefeated Martin sometimes the foot can be allowed To come off the gas a little bit Once you've won the title But the next game's against Rangers And that People tend to take that quite seriously In this part of the world How should Celtic approach it? Definitely doubt. But the thing I wanted to ask Was there's been a lot of things In social media Jose Mourinho Which I thought was Just nonsense But uh, I don't know, obviously you've all seen it I don't believe that Jose Mourinho Will be the Celtic manager And I'll tell you why This is Scotland And we are at a financial level Where Celtic would be Perfectly entitled to say We cannot shell out the kind of money That Jose Mourinho would demand as a wage The entourage that Jose Mourinho Would insist on bringing with him And the transfer kitty 
That Jose Mourinho Would insist upon as well we Celtic would be quite right Alec to say yeah. This is Scotland And we can't push the boat out To that degree Hugh meets Jose Would be a fantastic addition oh, To would, Scottish football oh, listen, it, it would be box office And uh, you're talking about The cream The elite manager uh, In the world You know he's top draw um, we were talking about Rafa Benitez last week In terms of maybe commanding uh, A four million pound salary As it currently stands And you were saying he'd be looking for millions Can you imagine Josie coming up With you rightly said oh, yeah. In the backroom staff It would just bankrupt the place I, I can't see it happening Unless he fancies a challenge And he's you know Because I think he was at 20 million pounds He just got paid off Celtic uh, most recently. have an obligation To the club To the supporters To the shareholders They have an obligation Not to put Celtic in financial trouble a Jose Mourinho cannot be afforded. Jamesy Parr says no chance a guard of honour should happen. This isn't about respect for Celtic. It's about keeping respect for our own fans who need to go into work on the Monday morning. Uh, Brother Walfred and Kevin McDonald, both very similar points. Both Celtic fans, but would prefer them not to be. Just get on with the game. I think it's already time for this. The Pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. We're going to look back on last night's PFA Player of the Year Awards. The Manager of the Year Award was also given out as well. But let's play Beat the Pundit first. It's a new week. It's your chance to beat Hugh Keevans or Alex Ray and win yourself a signed ball. If you want to play tonight, you have to give us a call before the news at 7 Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. Alex Ray and Hugh Evans are here with me, Gordon Duncan. We have been reflecting on Celtic's title win. We looked back on Rangers' victory yesterday. Came at a cost, of course, with Alan McGregor's red card. In the second hour, let's talk player of the year. James Forrest won the mm. award. Hugh's not happy that he didn't turn up. Uh, Ryan Kent won the young player. Stevie Clark won the manager of the year as well. Yes. And it was a big weekend at the bottom. So get all your thoughts in, please, and we'll do that after this. Beat the pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. It is beat the pundit time. Hugh and Alex are ready. One of them is taking on John from Paisley. Do you fancy your chances tonight, John? I don't know Let's see what happens Know I mean, what I mean I, I, I play a young boy You know what I mean I don't want the old man <laughs> The young boy Alex Been a while since you were Called that I would imagine Just a boy with a man's face Next to Hugh Keevans you are And I, I sat next to you last night At the PFA Awards Hugh Keevans I mean There are a couple of glasses of white A couple of glasses of red But I still think yeah. you're going to be Absolutely fine for Beat the Pundit this evening Tip top he was not bad No he was quite well behaved Up the road nice and early Because that's when his lift was leaving And that's ultimately <laughs> How Hugh judges a night really yeah. it's, either, it's either that or the Lord lift they call you Yeah don't yeah yeah So Lord lift got his lift uh, It was either that or the last train You know so He's the ideal man to sit next to Alex Doesn't like chocolate So see when dessert comes oh. Pushes it to the one side amazing, Honestly it's, it's, a, it's a great situation Anyway I digress Let's play Beat the Pundit Heads John is taking on Hugh And Tails is taking on Alex Ray and it is, it's the young boy It's Alex Ray Up against John From Paisley So let me give Alex A bit of Clyde too And that way he doesn't know What we're saying John Right it's just you and I 30 seconds Head to head You can pass Here is your chance To beat the pundit Are you ready? Alright Who has returned to Queen of the South As manager Following Gary Naismith's departure? Pass Who scored Rangers Winning goal In yesterday's match Against Hibs? Who was the first Non-British captain of Rangers? Livingston captain Craig Halkett Will join which Scottish Premiership team next season Who did Neil Lennon play for Immediately after leaving Celtic in 07 
Leicester Who did Air United face in their first Premiership playoff match? Tunisou Okay, let's bring Alex Reid back Alex, can you hear us? Yes You can, nice and loud and clear Ready yep. to do it? Yep, yep Who has returned to Queen of the South as manager Following Gary Naismith's departure Who scored Rangers winning goal in yesterday's Defoe. match against Hibs? Who was the first non-British captain of Rangers? Goff Livingston captain Craig Halkett will join which team Hats. next season? Who did Neil Lennon play for immediately after leaving Celtic in 07? Uh, Bolton who did Air United face in their first Premiership playoff match? Air play Inverness. And what age is current Liverpool player in Scotland captain Andy Robertson? He'll be uh, 27. Okay. <laughs> what do you think it's of the competition, John? I get horse. Do you think so? I thought you did all right. Uh, I, I got horse, definitely. I don't think it was a horse. And let's find out how bad. Who's returned to. He's wrong with golf because golf's Scottish. You're right, he's very wrong with golf. Don't worry, I was going to take the mic out for that one in a minute. So, um, who has returned to Queen of the South as manager following Gary Nathan Miss departure? It's Alan Johnson. The old newspaper head on you, Hugh, must have appreciated that one. I think it was announced at about 11 11 o'clock on a Sunday night. 11 30. I actually ran round the corner in the hotel to see my former colleagues from the the old written trade. 11 30, they were all morning. Yeah, it's been a strange weekend I mean, Gary Naismith leaving I think it was announced that, Was it a fan function An awards do at the weekend and Al- Anyway, Alan Johnson's back And Alex Ray got it So it was 1-0 to him Who scored Rangers winner? It was Jermaine Defoe You both got it 2-1 to Alex The first non-British captain of Rangers um, Was it Amaruso? John went for Amaruso Which is wrong Ooh. Alex went for Former Scotland player Teddy Richard Bishop. Goff So I think I'll maybe Dock you points for that It was Non-British is sorry, it? Sorry, sorry, to, be fair, to be fair Richard Goff was born in Stockholm Yeah but come on He's yeah. Scottish The answer's Brian Loudrup anyway So we're, <laughs> we're arguing over nothing here 2-1 to Alex Livingston captain Craig Halkett Will join which team next season? It's Hearts You both got it wow. So it's 3-2 Who did Neil Lennon play for? Immediately after leaving Celtic in 07 It is Nottingham Forest Well done Chug uh, You got that one wrong And I'm afraid that's the end of the road for you, John. Alex got on to the last question. Air United take on Inverness. Inverness. So it was four to Alex, two to uh, John. So, John, John, it was a win, but it wasn't the horsing that you predicted. No, it wasn't as bad as what I thought, but you know what I mean? I should have actually got you in because he would have been easier. <laughs> you know what I mean? Alex, you're too last... knowledgeable. Alex, you're too knowledgeable. I don't know, but if you'd have seen him last mm. night, you might have. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say, um, Alex Ray and too knowledgeable don't tend to go hand in hand. So not, not, not for me to say. Um, Andy Robertson's 25. Right, for the okay. record, just yes. so you, can, you can bear that one of mine. Anyway, thank you, John and Paisley. It's 0141-951-1025. The end of season awards, PFA Scotland mm. handed them out last night. James Forrest was the player of the year. Ryan Kent was the young player of the year. Stevie Clark was the manager. Your general thoughts, please. 0141-951-1025. Hugh Kevens. Yeah, I mean, as you know, because you... Did the technology for me I have voted for James Forrest In the Scottish Football Writers Association Awards uh, And their dinner will be on the 19th of May Last league day of the season And therefore I can only agree with James Forrest's fellow professionals Who voted for him last night Uh, As I say It's not been a vintage season for Celtic But it has been a title winning season And he's made a large contribution To that title win so yes, I have to go along with the decision to make James Forrest our player of the year Yeah, I said a couple of weeks ago I felt as if James Forrest would get it as well I, I tried to put a case up for Morelos, Duke But I thought when it came to the voting from his peers 
I thought because his disciplinary action and you know the, just his nature, I didn't think there'd be a great deal would have voted for him. So I think James Forrest correct. Stevie Clark, we've been saying for weeks, he's a standout candidate. He uh, rightly got that as well. I thought Turnbull would have got it for the young one, but mm-hmm. uh, you know Kent's obviously won that. It was interesting listening to him after his speech as well. Got uh, you know and saying about he, you know he's still open to options uh, for next season. He wasn't. Oh. Committal, but yeah, listen, if Rangers could get him again, it'd be a big bonus. Yeah, give us all your thoughts then, please, on the manager and player of the year winners. Were they the right decisions in your mind? If not, who would you have given it to? 0141 951 1025. Like I said, Stevie Clark, manager of the year, mm. Ryan Kent, young player, and James Forrest, player of the year. Let's hear from Ryan Kent. He says it's an honour to have been voted the young player of the year. He says his loan spell at Rangers has been a success. He's paying tribute to Stephen Gerrard, believes he's had a big impact. You know, it's a great achievement on a personal level, um, especially when it comes from your fellow colleagues. It makes it a little bit more special. They're the people that you play against week in, week out. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really delighted to receive the award. You know, I think I've, I've been able to showcase my ability not only on a domestic level, but also on a European flat, uh, platform. Um, you know, and I have Steven Gerrard to thank for that. Um, you know, I'm really grateful for the opportunities that I've been given this season. You know, he's had a massive influence on my career. I think when you can take little things from somebody who's played at the highest level, you know, achieve great things in football, um, things that young players, um, young boys grow up um, wanting to achieve, uh, when you can take little things from, that, um, from, from him and put into my game, I think um, you'll go quite a, quite a long way. Um, but yeah, I'm just grateful for the opportunities given me. Um, he was a great mentor to me when I was younger, um, coming through the ranks at Liverpool. Um, and I spoke to him prior to coming to where, and he sold it to me really well, and I think it's worked out really well as well. How do you sum up the chances of him being at Rangers next season? Somewhere between possible, but well, not, uh, not overly likely? I don't know, where, where would you rank it? I think that Steven Gerrard will go to Anfield, and that he will talk to the whether it's Jurgen Klopp or whoever he needs to talk to at Anfield. And I think he'll put forward his case for Ryan Kent remaining at Rangers next season. However, there's another dimension to this story because Ryan Kent has to decide whether another season in Scotland is the best thing for his career or if there is interest in him from clubs down south or indeed if Liverpool say, yeah, he's done very well, we'll have him back, thank you. Uh, He has to decide what is best for his career. He may believe that another season on loan in Scotland is the best for him. I don't know. But his own position, his own career uh, has to come into this conversation. Not just the money that would be involved in Rangers trying to get him on a permanent basis. I don't think they could afford him. I don't think the fee would be within the Rangers budget. But... It's also a case, a question of where does Ryan Kent see his future? I was interested just to listen to his uh, post-match speech here, Gordon, when he was talking about you know his relationship with Stephen Gerrard, the, how he can learn off him. He's been there for him through when he was a, a youth coach as well. So I think these will be factors as well, Hugh, because see, if the boy doesn't want to go, he'll not be back. That's oh. that's a certainty. Now, you take a Jarrier, who done a runner in January. He went to Reading, fifth bottom of uh, the, the championship I think he scored one goal in 16 games here. You don't want to get back to something that's not going to be there. At least if you're playing in front of 50,000, you're performing there and, and he can learn and grow as well up here. Come on, look, fans, a chance for you to pay tribute to your manager. I'm sure you would love to. So let's hear it 01419511025 because we're about to hear from him as manager of the year. Kenny Weir has a question about Ryan Kent on Twitter. High praise from Kenny. Mm. Does Alex Ray think there are any similarities between Ryan Kent 
And Brian Loudrup In so much as crossing Dribbling Taking on players And setting up goals Listen he's a good talent The boy But I think he has to go A good bit To get to Loudrup standard You're talking about a guy Who was at top of his game When he got to Rangers He was formidable Match winner Kent has to add A lot more st- stats He needs to add more goals He has to End product as well But he has all the raw Ingredients to really be a top player um, What about James Forrest then Is this another Significant Sort of Milestone, uh, milestone yeah. in the journey Alex Because you're looking at a guy Who just I think the the anniversary Of his debut Was just a couple of days Prior to the awards I think it was nine years To the day um, Comes through a, You almost forget That he was The ultimate yep. Injury hit player Wasn't he When he was young He was never fit He was ne- always Well not never fit But always in and out The team uh, Then comes the, 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 the critics amongst The Celtic fans Splitting opinion Does he have a future At the club And after all this time He works his way up He's scoring hat-tricks For Scotland And he's He's the the best player in the country According to the other players Yeah uh, I think the transformation In the last couple of years Has been brilliant from him I think I've just said about Kent there He has actually did that He's added more goals to his game He's added more assists And he actually Looks more like a man as well You spoke about his injury issues Earlier on Gordon He looks as if he's built up He looks a lot more powerful And uh, I think it's five goals as well For Scotland this season 21 or 22 goals in total it's a it's a really good return from a wide player And he can go uh, on again Stevie Clark was the manager of the year We're about to hear from him Was that the right call? Let us know Let's speak to Geoffrey and Giffnick first though Hi Geoffrey Hi um, I was watching a game yesterday And I'm absolutely astounded At what McGregor done um, He does seem to um, Look for, for trouble in the last couple of games, he's been approaching referees, approaching players. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, w- I was thinking when I originally made the call about fining him, but would that be the best thing to do? I don't know. Um, I think it needs a, a psychologist maybe look at the team, some of the players in the team, because I think that's what's cost us the... The league yeah. this season. Listen, I think from us talking from the outside, there, there is a duty of... Of responsibility about it to to not go too deep into what people need and what what they don't yeah. need. But listen, you you've been speaking from your own personal experiences, yeah. Alex. Um, what about as a a, foot, a footballing impact? Yeah, how do, you, how do you measure the the cost to the team? I mean, Alan McGregor's a very yeah. good goalkeeper. He's better than Wes Fotheringham. That's why he plays. Um, I think he's almost he's only missed two games, McGregor. Is that right? When he get done for the Lewis Ferguson, I think the rest has been. Yeah, just, he's, I suppose he's generally he takes. Yeah, absolutely. The no, no. I was actually just going to kind of try and go through it chronologically. I think the when Morelos missed something along the lines of five or six games. Here, they only uh-huh. had won one game out of five or something. So, the impact that the team have is because of you're losing a player. You know, well, even if he was playing, you don't know what the outcome was. But because he scored so many goals, you would suggest that because he, now Rangers are, are playing. Absolutely fine without Alfredo Morelos It doesn't always directly I'm just trying to be as balanced as I can But the actual reality is When you look at the games he was out Gordon They won one of the first five or six So it does impact it You want your best players available And the fact that the manager is coming out Gordon And saying this is costing us Mm -hmm. Nine red cards in 50 games It's it's hard enough trying to win with 11 players You said You said Finding you didn't have the impact Does does fear of not being in the team have an impact Does that Right I'll tell you what You're not my number one keeper anymore Until yeah. you, you stop doing that Does, does that work or Is well, it God, still deeper God than him, that I, I gave you half of that story there Because after my first Ban My three match Peter Reid said to me You'll be back in the starting lineup. You've played 30 odd games for me You've been absolutely brilliant And then when it came to the game against Tottenham I was on the bench 
So mm. it wasn't just the fact that I'd had a ban. So that impacted me because I was going on the pitch raging that I wasn't actually starting because I felt as if I warranted it. So I wasn't going into the game that a terrific mindset well, anyway. Whether it's Steven Gerrard or any other manager, uh, he is obliged. He is a seconds, Jeffrey. He is obliged the manager. To pick his best team Therefore mm. He cannot To use the West of Scotland expression Cut his nose off Despite his face And leave McGregor out I also believe Nothing Nothing Is cured by Deducting his wages On you go Geoffrey Right um, The other thing is That um, I think we've had a good season We've played well in Europe um, I think we should sign Ryan I think we should sign Ryan Kent Um and maybe a few other players next season. Jeffrey, do you think Rangers can actually afford some of the fees that have been mentioned for Ryan Kent? Seven million was one of the ones most recently. So, is it most likely to be another loan deal? Though is Absolute, that not is that for, not the, the biggest hope for me? If it was seven million pounds, I think that would be too substantial for Rangers and where they're at at the moment. I don't think they can go out and spend seven million on one player because Stephen Gerrard's on record saying he's looked to bring three or four quality yeah. players. So, on top of seven million, I'm not sure. I think Stephen Gerrard simply goes to Anfield and says, "I am Stephen Gerrard." This is Liverpool I need a favour from you It's a bit like when you walk into this office Yeah And people sit up and take notice I use this office as electricity to save mine <laughs> at home So he goes there and says I am Stephen Gerrard This is Anfield I need a favour Are you in a position to do me a favour And allow me to have him on loan for another season Liverpool either say yes or no Appreciate the call, Jeffrey. Let's hear from Manager of the Year, Stevie Clark. This award, obviously, being nominated last year, I thought was great. But to be nominated this year and to win it in front of four other deserving candidates, and the two boys at Ross County were, did exactly what they were asked to do. It must be difficult being joint managers because I know it's difficult being a single manager. Jim Goodwin at Barlow, outstanding. To keep them in that division, outstanding. And Dick Campbell's a legend, isn't he? Do you see yourself still being in charge of Kamara come start next season? Yeah, it can happen. It can happen. Uh, I've been very open with everybody at Kamara, even the supporters. I've tried to be as honest as I can be. It's, it's, it's one of my traits. I, I try to be honest. Sometimes I'm too honest. Sometimes I say things that maybe I should keep to myself and it gets me into a little bit of trouble. But that's just the way I've been brought up. Uh, so we've, I've always been open and honest with the Kamara fans. At the moment, the only decision I have to make is professional or personal. I, I do miss my, my family. I do miss being around my family, the life that I had down south. Uh, but professionally, super happy. It's been, it's been a great career move for me. Uh, I love working with Billy Bowie, he's a fantastic owner. Uh, lets me do pretty much what I want to do, gives me the backing that I need. Great backroom staff, and the players have been fantastic, so I couldn't ask for any more professional. Michael's a Kilmarnock fan from Solco. It's Michael, does that sound like a man who may stay around or a man that will be on his way in the summer? I think it's still in the balance, you know. Um, I think what could be possibly the saving grace for us is if we get Europe, you know. Um, what Steve Clark's done for us, Kilmarnock's just been phenomenal, you know. He's, he's taken us to a different level. Um, I've never, you know, been supporting Kilmarnock for 25 to 30 years, so I've never experienced it as good as this, you know. Home days, away days, it's just brilliant. Um, the, the question I've kind of got for the panel in terms of Steve Clark is, I do believe, maybe not straight away, obviously, if he does leave Kilmarnock, but I can see him you know, managing at a high level in the, in the Premiership again, just to get your views on that. Well, the problem you always have is that people down south look at people who achieve in Scotland and say, well, it's only Scotland. But first of all, let's get to the point about what he's done for Kilmarnock. I looked at the size of the away support at Tynecastle on Saturday mm. and I was amazed. The, the away support was very close to the numbers that Kilmarnock were getting at home 
before Steve Clark became the manager. The level of consistency that he has shown and his team have shown has been absolutely wonderful. And if we get into Europe, it will be great for you, Michael, and every supporter. But you said it yourself, it's in the balance. Mm. When, he, when Steve Clark was asked in front of the live audience at the dinner last night whether he was staying or not, his reply was something less than convincing, let me tell you. So well, it, was Michael, similar, it was similar words to, yes. to those, I suppose, yeah, wasn't but, it? Uh, just, is it just because you don't often hear a manager being so open to say, well, you know what, personally, I, I am struggling here because I miss my family? You don't, oh, yeah, yeah. You don't often hear that? Yeah, I mean, th- there are issues other than the football. However, if you said to me, the only way I can put it to Michael and the others, if you said to me, would you put your house on Steve Clark being the manager of Kilmarnock next season? No, I wouldn't. Yeah, it's a tricky situation. What do you make of uh, Michael's question? Because I think it's very good. He took West Brom. Was it seventh? Yep, absolutely. In the Premier League, of course, it's some difficulties after yeah. that a lot of managers do experience them C- can he get back to that level well I think he would have to go to the championship first Gordon because when you look at back from recent years memory Alec McLeish went to Birmingham haven't won lots of trophies Gordon Strachan went to Middlesbrough so uh, for me I would have to maybe go to a West Brom take them back up that way and I think that would be the best route to get back to Premiership I think it was really open Steve Clark given the two versions professionally super happy then he's obviously got his family living down south So that's the issue that he has to deal mm. with But Michael's absolutely right Because if they get to Europe When you're working in an environment Then that obviously maybe gave him an advantage Final word to you Michael Yeah I, I just think you know Obviously if Steve Clark decides at the end of the season That you know a move back down to England Is best for him and his family I would absolutely respect that you know um, in terms of what he's done for the club Just thank him for everything he's done I, I think they just like going back to the one bit That might potentially that wee bit of challenge In terms of taking Kelly to Europe Might be the thing that potentially keeps him there mm. if, if that happens I know it's not definitely decided yet But if that was happening I think you know you know, For what he could possibly achieve in Europe And where he could take Kelly just I think it, it would be it would be a, a great achievement for, for him But everybody associated mm. with the club We Absolutely. hope he stays as well Gordon Because see for uh, for us every other week He's box he's office been good. Yeah he's been very good um, it'll, be one, it'll be one of the big names to watch in the summer Either way I don't think there's any doubt about that uh, What's happened at the bottom of the divisions Partick Thistle stayed up St Mirren are hanging on in there Falkirk went down Dundee went down Let's talk about the strugglers 01419511025 And the full time teasers next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Kevens and Alex Ray are here. Maybe your team are struggling this season. Maybe the struggle has come to an end because you've gone down, or you'll have to fight another day. Tell us how it's been. Tell us what the nerves are like, St. Mirren fans. How big a goal could that be? In the last minute at Fir Park It's all over for Dundee It's all over for Falkirk And it's all over in a good sense for Partick Thistle So let's look at uh, the bottom end of the tables After we get this up and running Mm. The full time teaser alright So that's when you send the questions in to us And the pundits try and come up with the answers Between now and the end of the show This one has been sent in tonight by David Long He sent it to fulltime at Clyde1.com 41 different men don't worry What? <laughs> Don't worry 41 different men have won the PFA Player of the Year award in Scotland Only 9 have won it whilst not playing for Celtic or Rangers Andy Ritchie No Michael Higdon Yes <laughs> Memorable night he, Maybe not memorable for him wow. But memorable night for everyone else that he had um, St- Stephen the- Presley No Hearts No 
41 different men have won the PFA Player of the Year in Scotland Only 9 have won it whilst not playing for Celtic Gordon or Rangers Gordon Stubbs? Stubby? Uh, Gordon Wallace? <laughs> <laughs> no I'll let you in on a secret Gordon Strachan? No I'll let you in on a secret Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans were at the PFA Awards last, last night, night. Yeah. I saw them let, so And what they do is they flash a video up on the screen of every single former winner and these two cannot even remember uh, but, last night. But if you remember, my seat was facing, facing away. away from the screen. Oh, so that the excuse is it? I was trying not to be impolite. And to I was you. on WhatsApp giving the guys the update to who was winning and who was losing. Right, okay. Modern man. So this is see this question again? Oh my goodness. Nine men have won PFA Scotland's Player of the Year whilst not playing for Celtic or Rangers at the time. Michael Higdon was the last one to do it. I'll give you a wee clue there. He was the most recent for yes. Motherwell. Craig Gordon? No. Jeez, I'm trying to think of that video I think you're going to need some thinking time Absolutely uh, What did you make of the situation in the bottom of the leagues? A uh, couple of teams went down, a couple lived to fight another day uh, you know, the Falkirk, I can't believe it Hugh My, my, my old team and Dundee Both of them went down the same day it's Dundee, Dundee there's, there's no error here Dundee looked diabolical at the weekend Ten defeats in a row tell their own story uh, I... I I have my concerns about the club And I know you've been manager there yeah, as well Alec You know the, 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 They're a complex club now You know there's a An awful lot of players were there on loan uh, There's You know The financial situation When you drop a division It's very very costly I thought Jim McIntyre Sorry Hugh I thought uh, Jim McIntyre was very candid When he says Because all oh, the financial aspects of this club He went Well we've probably got the fourth or fifth Better one than the, the bottom teams You know So I thought he was actually good In what he said because admitting it, yeah. yeah admitting that You know they've got a decent you, budget You have to though don't you? You, you I suppose you can't hide those things Gary Caldwell though He says he takes no joy In Partick Thistle Thistle Easy for me to say Finishing sixth uh, But there is of course relief After saving themselves From relegation He says the squad Can be proud of their performances Since January They've been magnificent Since January I think We were in a, a Very very difficult position And playing under that pressure Every week Demands a lot of bravery demands a lot of quality and the players can be very proud from, from January to the end of the season how they've performed, the points that they've gained but it's not something we're happy with in terms of where we've finished it's not something or, or not a position we want to be in we want to be fighting at the other end of the table and we have a big summer ahead of us to, to make sure we assemble a squad that is capable of doing that no joy in finishing six. I didn't come here to finish six. I came here to be successful and get this team back in the SPL where they belong uh, so there's no joy, there's relief at, like I said, the position we found ourselves in just before Christmas looked pretty grim and we have you know, really stuck together as a club. And the players that have came in have galvanised the group and everyone, the players in that dressing room can be proud of how they've performed from January. They deserve a lot of credit. Ian's a Partick Thistle fan on the line. Uh, Ian, I seem to remember you weren't too sure about some of Gary Caldwell's signings and not too sure if they would be the guys to keep you up. Is it humble pie time or are you sticking to your guns? Uh, humble pie as far as one's concerned. Uh, I cast doubts about Scott McDonald but having been out of the game for nearly over half a season. Um, he's turned round and got quite a lot of crucial goals and probably instrumental in keeping us up. Some of the other signings is not so great but um, for him to come on and say we finished six, well we're one game away from the playoffs so to say finishing six as if it's quite... Quite high up the table Doesn't really cut it with me it's, they, they were lucky They get through But one game to swear And just avoided the playoffs So really, really something drastic Has to happen 
In fairness to you, I mean, he, I think he was probably asked the question about finishing sixth, and he actually said he, he didn't come to finish sixth. So I don't yeah. think he was too uh, celebratory about that. What about Scott McDonald? Seven goals in 13 appearances. Yeah, well, you know, the, when you go to the PFA dinner, the men who have gone through a long, hard season and who have come out of it, they you can see the relief on their faces. You can see they're enjoying their night and because it means so much to them. And Scott McDonald is a great story. Uh, at the time I said You know He just needs mm. to score A few strategically Placed goals And it could go a long way To ensuring survival And that's exactly What happened And I'm delighted for him On a personal level But Ian On the line Is right uh, The league table Can be slightly deceptive Sixth makes it look as if What was all the fuss about Yeah but the championship Was unbelievably tight Wasn't it Yeah uh, So Thistle got by By the skin of their teeth I think Ian That Gary Caldwell Has now Made the platform for himself He said he didn't come to finish 6th His job is to get Partick Thistle Out of that division Well Starting next season then No more trust exercises No more writing down names And a bit of paper And all the rest of it He's got to manage decisively And Take Partick Thistle In a seriously Upward direction He's got to try and get uh, Scott McDonald tied up again Gordon Seven goals in 13 games Is, is a good return By anybody's standards Particularly a team that's struggling mm-hmm. And for me he's, he's kept him up But that gives him a platform It gives him a, a summer To build Gordon It's not ideal I've said this before It's not ideal Coming in at a, halfway through a season And then try to mix it all up And try and get players That are not ideal in January This is an opportunity To put your stamp on it Start the season well And try and compete at the top end When you assess Scott McDonald's career In this country He's now 35 Alex yes. Every time though He's signed for a Scottish club He's made a proper impact See if you yep. think about it So Motherwell the yep. first time We all know what happened there Don't need you to to be reminded of course Alex Ray yep. uh, and then, When he then comes back He goes to Celtic obviously Scored a lot of goals there When he comes back up to Motherwell At a time when they're facing relegation They get into the playoffs He plays a huge part in keeping them up yep. He comes in at Dundee United And scores a lot of goals And then Partick Thistle yep. need him most So every single time he's signed for a Scottish club Yes, he's, he had the well. des- he's, ha- he's had the desired impact He's a goal scorer Gordon uh, But it's not just that I actually like his temperament I didn't know Scott particularly well Prior to playing five aside. He moans He's a typical <laughs> Australian yeah. He's in your face He's still got that killer instinct as well You see his goal at the weekend It was a poacher's tap You know And he gets a goal from nothing really uh, And for me He has to try and re-sign him Because he's got goals I think he scored 16 for Dundee United The year before So you know uh, He's got to be on the, but the radar Bottom line Gary Caldwell is a man of unconventional means And uh, you know the, the fans like Ian Are looking for a seriously positive start to next season He the man for you next season Ian? Well I think they've only given a chance Despite what I think um, They've avoided the playoffs And avoided going down uh, I suppose the team of judging will be Two or three months into next season When he's got all his own players in Yeah yeah, alright, thank you very much That was Ian in Bears Den Quickly on the teaser 41 different men have won the PFA Player of the Year in Scotland Only 9 have won it whilst not playing for Celtic or Rangers You've got Michael Higdon Alec McLeish Nope Wally Miller Yes <laughs> <laughs> Hedging your bets there no. Davy Neary Nope oh. Paul Sturrock Nope Paul Hegarty Yes Malpass No Hmm Hamish McAlpine You're a third of the way there That's not too bad at all Let's speak to Paul in Edinburgh Hi Paul Good evening gentlemen How you doing? Yeah good, good. Paul um, I wanted to Follow on from the, the other points Of uh, 
the, the fans that were Rangers fans that were saying they weren't going to accept the concept of a guard of honour for Celtic. Um, I wonder what what you think about this. I mean, I, I'm a bit removed from the Glasgow Goldfish Bowl, but given the amount of negativity and fan issues we've had in Scotland this season, would it not be a really positive move for for that to go ahead? You know, it would, it would almost be, it would certainly be a, a move from Rangers to say that they'd want to move beyond this negative aspect, which is really for me coming in and ruining the game in Scotland mm. uh, Paul, listen you, you may well be a, a neutral observer do you support either of the teams? Uh, I'm, a, I'm a Celtic fan but I'm not I'm, you know, I support Celtic from a mm-hmm. football point of view I'm not a, a, I'm, I get it, that's fine I, you know, there's, there's no bigotry to my statements or anything like that. Oh, listen, like, that wasn't why I was asking Paul I'm just wondering if do you think you would you feel the same if the shoe was in the other foot ultimately? Uh, I would feel, particularly in the current climate, then uh, yeah, it wouldn't be a huge problem for me. You know, it's it's not like, you know, it's been. You're not talking about a situation where, you know, years ago you were going in for nine in a row, kind of finished to the season, and there was a, there was a lot of acrimony between the teams, and a situation like this would have easily spilled into fan violence. I think. Given that you know you're not talking about an old firm game that that, that all old firm games are slightly incendiary, but this will be perhaps a bit less so. Um, that it would be just a positive move. I mean, you know, it's, there've been plenty of Rangers teams that I could turn around and say, you know, what they were great champions. You know, some of Dick Advocates teams, many of Walter Smith's teams um, played Celtic off the park, and in those years, if this, this situation had been at place at Parkhead. Someone like myself, I would have said, absolutely no problem, given the respect. Well, as I say, I go back to it. We have a unique rivalry here between these two clubs. The enmity between the two clubs, I think, is there for all to see at the moment. Uh, The fact that only 800 Celtic supporters will be inside the ground shows the way the wind is blowing because Dave King uh, wants it to be that way. Therefore, Celtic had to retaliate on behalf of their supporters and so only 800 Rangers fans can get inside Celtic Park. The enmity is there. Rangers have not yet reached a decision on whether a guard of honour will be given to Celtic. As I say, for me, just play the football match. But if... Rangers say to themselves We will alienate our own fan base If we do this mm. Then that's their affair I'm I'm rummaging around just trying To, to think of all the different aspects To this Alex So that this might be absolute nonsense I'm, I don't believe it myself I'm just asking the question Can it be spun by Stephen Gerrard As if to say Alright I, I want my Rangers players to stand there I want yes. them to clap Celtic on I want them to see the champions walk And remember how tough it was and use it as a motivation to try and, and win the yeah, league Yeah, I can next understand season. your point, Gordon. Uh, the, the fact is, if I was standing there going into this game and the club had made a decision that they wanted us to do a guard of honour, I wouldn't listen. It just knows if you need a great deal of motivation to go into an old firm game. But I'd be standing there going, I want to turn them over. So, But I think we need to get away from that in terms of that guard of honour, uh, uh, in terms of what does it actually mean for the greater thing you know we're actually doing it on a, a yearly basis all the divisions you're clapping them on if Rangers do it at the weekend then they'll be seen to be the bigger man but I understand because of the rivalry effigies and all the other stuff that goes over the taunting by the Celtic captain do not categorically don't do it so I understand for both sides 
you know, hopefully we can come to the, the right. The, the guard of honour will make precisely no difference at all to the enmity between the two clubs. None whatsoever. Uh, but if Rangers feel that they should be the bigger man and do it, well and good. I'm sure Stephen Gerrard would support that. But there may be others inside Ibrooks who think it will alienate the Rangers support. Okay. It's their decision to make. Thanks to Paul and Edinburgh. Very quickly, any more on the teaser? Mark McGee? Yes. Great shout Genghis So who have we got so far Higdon Miller, McGee, Hegarty uh, Jim Layton No Alright you've got five to get We'll leave it there Something I want to tell you about right now though Because it's very important We're getting closer Friday is Cash for Kids Superhero Day Now if you've been within 100 miles of Gordon DL You'll have heard about this Because he's got a big mouth And he won't shut up about it Either Gordon DL or Mark Wilson Are going to be helping to change the lives of children Right on our doorstep by doing a skydive, Hugh wow. Evans. You heard oh, all about yes, this, I assume? Yes, yes, I have. Now, the beauty of it is, Alex, is that you, the, the listener, you get to decide which one. If you want Mark to jump out the plane, text Mark to 70808. If you want Gordon to jump out, it's Gordon to 70808. Five pounds goes to cash for kids. So it's a win-win because children, they need your help. They're going to get your help. And I'm sure you'll get a good laugh at the same time. Here's what they've had to say. Cash for Kids is an amazing cause And every summer thousands of kids across Glasgow and the West Go the entire holiday without a hot meal This is such a basic need That should not be happening in 2019 We really want to change that And you can help too by donating just £5 Just £5 Because I really don't fancy jumping out of a plane Gordon loves a thrill For all those times and all those people That he's never given a tip Get on and text Mark to 708 Takes Gordon to 70808 and watch him fall from 10,000 feet. And watch the mushroom fall from 10,000 feet. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. Alex Ray and Hugh Evans are here We're into the final stretch on tonight's show And they need to come up with a few more answers On tonight's teaser If you want to contribute the question For the teaser in the future You need to send it over to Fulltime at Clyde1.com I heard you say to a man last night He remembers things from 50 years ago Better than he does 50 <laughs> minutes ago So I better come up with two for you Well let me read the question again 41 different men have won PFA Scotland's Player of the Year But only 9 have won it whilst not playing for Celtic or Rangers at the time Michael Higdon, Willie Miller, Mark McGee, Paul Hegarty You've got four There was a Dutch goalkeeper at Aberdeen Who got the award And his first words at his uh, acceptance speech were Fit like <laughs> And that was Theo Snelders Correct, well done And then there was a night when A super scoreboard hero Got the player of the year award it Wasn't you, was it? No No Jim Duffy Jim Duffy, yes You've only got three to get You're actually doing quite well uh, We're going to speak to Bill and Jordan Hill In just a few moments Let's keep looking at the The strugglers if you like Sorry for calling you that uh, St Mirren, first of all How crucial could that late goal be Against Mullerwell at the weekend Here's Rowan Kearney I rewind back to September time And if you'd have said to me With two games to go That you'd at least secured a playoff position um, I'd have bit your arm off I'd have absolutely You'd taken your arm off For that scenario Um but as I say, the players have got to be greedy at this stage and, and whilst it's still there and whilst, yes, we now we now need some type of a favour on the last game of the season, there's still a huge amount of it that's in, in our hands. You know, we've got to go and win next Monday night, make no bones about it. 
and we've got to turn it into that sweat in the last game of the season where ideally we need a little bit of help as well. To be honest, you try not to look down and you look up and, and, and the focus is all on the talk and the mentality is all about being trying to catch catch Hamilton and not really look behind us. So it's not really something we've concerned ourselves with. For us, it's more about whilst it's still alive, trying to, um, trying to not be part of a playoff. I asked myself a simple question. <laughs> Who would you rather be? Oran Kearney or the man above him, four points better off, Brian Rice at Hamilton Ackies. I'd rather be Brian Rice. And as Oren Kearney said, he, the, 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 play, the, playoff, the playoff's not the end of the world, but the playoff it will be for St Mirren. Well, that's your, your take on it, I guess. It's four points at the moment, Alex. Yeah. They play each other a week tonight. Yes, absolutely. It's a massive it's game. Classic, uh, yeah, isn't it? yeah, absolutely. But the, you have to say, you know, if you go back a few months, it looked as if they were gone here. They, mm-hmm. they recruited in January. Three draws and a win in the last four games. So they're putting a right good fist off it. A couple of late goals just to kind of keep it going. But as Hugh says, four points with two games to go. You'd like to think that Hamilton could probably go over the line that one. It took the goal well at the weekend. And like that at this time of the year, you're you're always looking at, is that the goal that keeps them up? Or is it the one point that wasn't enough? You know, but it it could well be if you're you're the glass half full type, that could be the goal. Well, the thing is, it means that they, uh, you know, they've they've nicked a point and, uh, you know, it looked as if they could have uh, beat again. But they're showing resilience. That's the, the thing, you know, they go into this game on Monday night. If they win that, they've got Dundee. I think for the last game of the season, which will fancy their chances as well. So potentially, you know, this is a, a cup final this uh, coming Monday. Win that, then you beat Dundee, then you're asking questions of Hamilton that last game of the season. Bill is a Celtic fan from Jordan Hill. What's your point tonight, Bill? Hi. Um, it was re- with regard to Kieran uh, Tierney. Mm-hmm. I don't really believe that there's anything to be gained by not having them going undergo the knife uh, immediately, you know, rather than hanging on till the end of the season important that uh, we get them back fully fit for the start of the season and uh, as I say I don't think there's anything to be gained um, by holding off I suppose the big question for Neil Lennon Bill is does Kieran Tierney boost your chances of winning the treble? No. You don't think so? No. Uh, well No he did, uh, Bill he must sorry yeah. he, surely surely he boosts he's for me he's one of the standouts now the, the, like. No, I totally agree with you. But listen, if he's not fit, why did he play at the weekend? That's the thing. That's how much they value this guy. But it'll go down to the medical profession because if it's a straightforward hernia, within a few weeks he'll be back up to speed. That will be the time that he would be recovering anyway, and then it gives him a chance to get up yeah. for for the qualifiers. Gordon, you know Kieran Tierney far better than I do. But for me, there's always an emotional aspect to it with Kieran Tierney. He feels so much for the club. I heard them speak after the Aberdeen game and he spoke of doing it for Stevie Chalmers and Billy McNeil. That's what Kieran Tierney's all about. Celtic is in his DNA. And I happen to agree with Bill. I, I would have had him under the knife a, a while ago so that he would be ready for Champions League qualifiers and there'll be plenty of them. But there's this emotional thing about Celtic for Kieran Tierney and I think he's saying no let me finish the season let me see if I can sure, be I part of the I treble treble I do not think the Celtic hierarchy and the medical team are actually saying to themselves well, they're, they're, well, they're not they're risking your apartment not the, a the, chance. the time frame still works I for them I think it still works so the thing is if it's a straightforward hernia you go in and get it done that's a rest that you'd be going down a down tool anyway in terms of your fitness yeah. get a holiday and you know, what, what we would miss would be Scotland's qualifiers in June, but the Scottish Cup final is the twenty fifth of May. Yeah, yes. yeah, so if you were to go, I don't, know, I don't know what the, the hospital schedule is like, but if it's going to be the, the Monday or the Tuesday, 
he's back in how how long? Here, a couple. Few, oh, it depends. Three, a couple of weeks, weeks, yeah, two or three weeks, yeah. It's not it's not a major issue. Uh, it's just, you've got the scar tissue. They go in, they treat him, get himself a holiday, come back, do pre season, and they'd be ready for the qualifiers. I think. Bill, who takes his place then? If you, if you don't think there's anything to be gained by by playing him, who who takes his place? Well, you could either play three at the back and bring in Benkovic, or play Johnny Hayes there. Yeah. Is, is Johnny Hayes not as a Gary? Would that be? Would you agree with that? Yes, yeah, yeah. But I think Bill, Bill is well intentioned, and he, he wants Kieran Tierney to be absolutely one hundred percent for the start of the next season. And he's right. However, I come back to the emotional pull that Celtic have for Kieran Tierney. May twenty-five, the most important date in Celtic's history, the treble, treble, or the possibility of the treble, treble. Kieran Tierney. Wants to play that day He wants to be part of that day And do you, do you start having to balance it up Alex And say okay if, if time isn't going to be a problem Is an 80% fit Kieran Tierney still the best option Is a 70 And you start Well it's not just that, that. That's, I, that's I, not an easy question I, is it No not at all But if you look If you take the game at the weekend An important game Trying to get the points Get over the line Kieran Tierney starts That just shows you What he actually means to Neil mm. Lennon Because when the job was done Was it two or, th- two or three Then he went like Right off you come After an hour or so So they're happy to take an hour Because they know we him in the team How would you predict it then Sorry just because We're running Me, out of time I, I think so, he's so, a stick so, on the so, pl- I, st- I don't think they'll do The operation prior to the final Yeah but what about in between Does he play against Rangers At the weekend Yes well, that's, oh. You think so Yeah And you Yeah It depends he could, threshold Because we don't know Sit out the Hearts League game the And then week. play the cup final Yeah Okay, thank you to Bill and Jordan Hill I think we will leave it there because we've got some more work to do on tonight's teaser Remember, and we're going to need plenty more for when the new season comes around Send your questions in to fulltime at Clyde1.com 41 different men have won the PFA Player of the Year award in Scotland Only 9 have done so whilst not playing for Celtic or Rangers at the time So, we'll go back the way Most recently, Michael Higdon at Motherwell Theo Snelders at Aberdeen Clearly quite a gap in between Jim Duffy at Morton Willie Miller at Aberdeen Mark McGee at Aberdeen Paul Hegarty Dundee United So you've got Three to get We're Struggling So you're, you're going back to LA Bear in then? mind Bear in mind Not playing for Rangers or Celtic At the time So they, mm. they may well have gone on What I'm telling you is They did go on Richard Goff Yes Richard Goff did it for Dundee United Yes um, Two to get So there must be another one That went to Rangers uh, uh, No uh, well, Yes Yes but that's That was the one I meant When I gave you that yes, clue Yes okay mm, We need tip We need clues don't we You Well you've got Theo Snelders You've got Mark McGee You've got Willie Miller mm, I'm trying to think of I said to Kennedy didn't I David Robertson no. Jim uh, Bett Yes oh. Alex Ray Well done to you <laughs> So one more. want to go mm-hmm. Who was the wee Hewitt He didn't yeah. No Black I think if I tell you the team Striking You would You would definitely get it um, did, did go on and play for Rangers At 83-84 Time mm. I think of that team here He currently has a son Who plays In the SPFL There's no Derek Ferguson Is it? Nope 83 wouldn't have been there anyway, Too young Um Started off This is one you might be interested in At Airdrie Has been Black No Sandy Clark Yes Well done Hugh Keevan Sandy Clark Got there in the end Thank you Hugh and Alex We are back tomorrow With Gordon Diel And Roger Hanna 
And Callum Gallagher is up next So stay where you are Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Win the compensation you deserve Talk to thompsons.com